this week on Rockstar Superhero. Will Benoit has a voice and style that fits squarely into the uniquely complex post-metal alternative dream doom band, Psalm. Psalm will be releasing the new album, The Shape of Everything, in a few days, and will be out by the time you hear this interview. It's massive in scope, sound, and vision. It's a singular gargantuan album, and it's my great hope that it won't get lost in the myriad of musical releases that happen this time of year. It's already on my album of the year list, and I don't see how it can be bested. It's just that good. Will was kind enough to give me some time in the middle of this press run for the new album release, so I thank him for his attention to this interview, and I'm deeply honored. Will's voice is impeccable, and if I didn't make it obvious, the music of Psalm could be the best thing ever. This is my conversation with the man himself, vocalist Will Benoit of the atmospheric Psalm on Rockstar Superhero. Well, man, welcome to the show, uh, Will. I'm, I am honored beyond belief to have such an amazing talent here today. I, I think the world of your voice. And um, so, I, like I said, I want to make it clear, you're an amazing singer. And thanks oh. for taking the time, brother. Oh, Rob, thanks so much for having me, man. That's, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. Well, you're more than welcome. Um, you know, I want to start by saying that Psalm has to be one of those bands that changes the game for me. Um, and a lot of my listeners know I'm a bit prone to exaggeration. I tend to fall in love with everything, right? Sure. Um, and, 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 and it is fair. It's the way it is. But I've been fortunate enough to hear, you know, the new record. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have the right promo and management companies uh, favor me enough to get me to incredible artists like yourself. And something about Psalm has really altered my DNA. And I think it's because you guys have found a way to approach heavy and melody in a new way. You know, it's dreamy, but it's overwhelming to me emotionally all at the same time. And, you know, what? so when somebody hears music like this, when I hear music like this, I'm instantly caught up. Um, and so you have to be doing something right. You know, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering what that feels like as an artist. Do you believe it when people like me are telling you, holy cow, Will, this is, this is extraordinary material? Well, first of all, I really appreciate you saying all that. That's really awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. Like, you know, we, we we feel like with this record, we really upped the game and like, you know, for ourselves personally, songwriting, sonics, like all that, I think we put a lot of time and energy into trying to get it what we consider right. Right. And I feel like we got really close. Um, it's hard to say, like, to me, the album is still so new. Like, I, I still can't hear it with the perspective of hindsight. Right. Um, I'm still very much in it. But I mean, 
it's it's been surprising to hear so many people really like it so far but it's also very it's justifying to be like okay we we put a ton of time and energy and heart into this one so it feels good to hear yeah i mean i think you know so i grew up in a family of artists okay. and one of the things my mother did for my brother and i when we were little is she would sit us at a table she would put a whole bunch of paper and crayons in front of us and then she would play beethoven or prokofiev or a rock song right she would even play yakety yak right and right. and she would say robbie draw what you hear draw what you see in your mind mm, and yeah 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 and so when i heard you know when i heard this new album and this is my first time stumbling upon you guys i wasn't aware of you before you know mm -hmm. and it just conjured up so much so much emotion for me it just laid waste to all the things in the past and and it it but it brought me back to childhood it was it's 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 incredibly impactful that way and in fact i would even say i'm not exaggerating i mean you can't see this but but just talking to you and thinking about the material the goosebumps are just full on my my hair is standing up so yeah there's something man i don't know what it is brother but it's god it's amazing that's amazing to hear i mean i i love that what i think your mother probably taught you really well you can sort of <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like you, you've probably made some connections in your mind uh, that help you to appreciate music and understand it in a way that that maybe not everybody does. Just listening to it in the car, you know what I mean? Actually, I just wrote that down on my notebook. Mm. Uh, wow! Draw what you see in your mind. I'm gonna. Oh, good. I'm gonna bring that to my daughter for sure. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great trick. You know, um, before I get to the questions, I actually want to go down this rabbit hole a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. When about five years ago, actually, it's probably a decade ago now, there was a commercial on the radio and it was always um, talking about the sound of DNA. Do you recall this commercial? No. Okay. So I don't know how this happens, okay. but apparently some scientists have taken DNA strands and they've assigned, for example, they take your DNA strand and they assign it musical notes for the you know the various pieces of the structure okay and they found that in all of its dissonance it is perfectly harmonic hmm. our dna is literally music we are made of music and going back to what you just said a second ago about how i grew up I almost feel as though my mother, and now obviously you'll have a chance to sort of charge, supercharge your daughter in this, is, is my, my mother introduced the idea that we are all connected musically, right? Mm -hmm. That that is sort of the key. It's almost like the most important, and I don't want to knock other artists, but to me, it seems like it's the most important singular thing that connects the world because it's the one thing we can all agree it affects us where I can look at a painting and it, it may not touch me at all. But music, I either say, yes, that is lovely or no, I don't like it. Either way, I have an opinion. Yes. What do you yeah, think? I, I agree with all that. I think that there's something uh, really like that connects to us deeply as human beings, as, you know, monkeys, as fish, whatever we were like mm -hmm. that primal, just something that's, you know, like you listen to house music and yeah. people can dance all night to that. And that, that's like, that's such a 
primal uh, instinctual thing that we do as human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting how much we complicate it as musicians, like as people <laughs> that learn and you know try to like add so much more to it. But yeah, I mean, that, it's as simple sometimes as a four on the floor drum beat that gets a that gets you going in a way that is really inexplicable sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you said that too, because as a drummer, I'm a drummer. Um, yeah, there's this idea of bounce, right? Mm-hmm. If the song doesn't bounce, even if it's in 11 or seven, right? right? In a lot of time signature, it needs to have a bounce. So the audience, it doesn't necessarily have to headbang, but it has to be able to capture your, you know, your heart in a way. If, Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it's a little cheesy to say it that way, but. Oh, it's not. It's absolutely right? true. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my, uh, so we have a studio here at the house. And that's, that's mm-hmm. where I work. Um, since building it, my wife has taken up playing. Like, I, I grew up playing drums. Um, oh, but my, wife awesome. started, my wife started playing drums, you know, because we have a studio here. She can get loud at night and do whatever and learn. And, you know, at the end of a long week, it's like she wants to come out here and on a Friday night and just play drums for an hour. Like, <laughs> because it's just that, that, that primal, visceral release in a way that, like, you can't get by doing anything else. I think, yeah, playing drums is like, that's the most natural uh, expression of a of being a human. I would almost go as far as to say. Yeah, yeah, kind of makes sense that uh, Native Americans or or natives yeah. in general would be yeah. would be doing that as a way to bring them together tribally, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, so speaking of coming together, how did Psalm come together? I, I, you know, I, I know you've told this story a million times, but this is our first time talking. Our listeners would love to hear it. Tell me your version of the story. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Gosh, I guess probably like five years ago. Can I curse on this or no? You can fucking okay. curse all you want. Just want to make sure. Sorry, um, Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, probably like I don't know, probably five years ago at this point. Um, you know, just trying to find a new project to do something different. I was kind of just frustrated with all the things I was doing. I wanted to try something that was just like simpler and heavier. Um, Joel, who's a guitar player now, was the first person I talked to, but he was actually already busy with a new band called Drift Off. So he was like, I can't really do it, man. I'm sorry. Like, go ahead without me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Duncan and I have been playing in another project, sort of just like fun on the side, kind of just to write music. So I approached him. I was like, hey, man, I have some demos. Like, you want to just do something that's a little bit simpler and, you know, dare, dare I say fun? Um, so we did that. And our bass, uh, Justin had just moved to New York and he was looking to, to start a band. And I was like, hey, man, why don't you come out here for a weekend? We can get together and write and see how it goes. And it was just like, it all clicked pretty quickly. Like we had, we all, we've all been friends for a long time, but like that rapport of those three people, it was, it was just like, it was fun. And it felt like we could do stuff a little bigger, a little more ambitious, but in a simpler way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that record, you know, our our plan was to go out and play shows and kind of like be like, be like more of a live band, but just everybody's lives got so busy. Justin ended up joining Caspian. Um, I had a daughter, Duncan got married and had a son. So just everybody got really busy. So it was like, well, let's make this record and see what we can go, you know, if we can go from there. Mm-hmm. So then we started, we played a couple, well, we, we realized immediately that we needed someone else to play the songs live. Um, and so we asked Joel's like, Hey man, if you can't be in the band, maybe you can just like help us out live when, you know, to play some shows. And he, you know, he's, he's great with being willing to just play guitar and do that. Yeah. Um, so we added him. And then it's a longer kind of convoluted story, but we needed another guitar player for a tour uh, that never ended up happening. And Mike said that he would do it. So then all of a sudden we were, we had five people that were wanted to be playing music together and we were all kind of getting along. Um, so we did a tour with Oh Brother 
when we when that kind of came together, it was like, well, let's just let's just be a five piece. Let's have three guitars. Right. Um, wow. And yeah, it's just sort of you know, and everybody sort of like had their chance to like reach and grow and and sort of find their space in this band in a way that's sort of like it's been a fun challenge for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a longish answer, but <laughs> it's fine. I think you know, having going from the trio to the five piece, right? This this yeah. this modern version of some. The thing that I've noticed, I mean, we'll get to the the singles here in the album, but sure. there's a density to it. Going back to that DNA idea, mm-hmm. that somehow it all works. It it actually, I mean, as a musician myself, it shouldn't. Right. There's so much going on, but, but what, what's so, so beautiful about your material, and I don't want to overstate my enthusiasm is there's, there's your voice as an example is a, actually a musical instrument in the song, in the pieces. Everything is mixed almost at the same level. I find that really intriguing. I, I've actually, I don't think I've actually heard an album where it seems, granted, as the listener, it seems as though everything is at, you know, right at the same on the same sort of volume line, and and that is in some at some moments is disconcerting because there's so much going on. But I think the ethereal nature of the material and the fact that it tends to be brooding and have this sort of somber and slow and emotive approach. Um, allows you to listen to it over and over and hear something new the bell tone over here you know the 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 pitch bend of the guitar over here right. um the way maybe the drums repeat for seven of the eight bars and the eighth bar isn't a fill it's just a slight variation on the on the feel in general right i think you've nailed it yeah you've, that's absolutely what we try to accomplish with this record oh my god it's just, <laughs> I cannot exaggerate. I know I keep exaggerating, but it's, it's, oh my God. So, so then that leads to the next question for well, me, which can, is. Can I just jump in? Oh, I want to say something real quick please. about it. So I remember as a kid when uh, Meshuggah came out with Destroy, Erase, Improve. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. that one, I was, you know, I think I was 15 when it came out and it just like tweaked my brain. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Um, but that was the first example of a band where it was like every single instrument and the vocal, it's all mixed at the exact same level. Yes. And I thought that was even at that age at 15, I was like, that's something that I've never heard before. Yeah. And it's sort of always been in my head. I mean, I, I don't think I've consciously done it, but this was a record where it's like, this is intentionally, we're trying to make a very heavy record, but as you said, very ethereal, very pretty. So those things need to be as important as the heaviness. Mm-hmm. So it really became a, a trying to find a way to get everything to be everything is too loud all the time you know what i mean right right well (laughs) you know i mean yeah no i I totally get you and i'm sorry for interrupting you at the end um i'm a massive fan of dream pop right the bands like the high highs uh sugar ross i i love that kind of thing that thing that takes you to a, a new planet so to speak sure right yeah um I love that you've taken this approach because so many, so many musicians almost feel like they have to be macho about their style, mm-hmm. right? And your approach is saying, we're going to take the most, the prettiest thing available and we're not going to twist it, but we're going to be very intent 
on it. We're going to put all of our weight into it. You know what I mean? And, and some musicians purposely sort of pursue a different angle, right? To set themselves apart. Mm -hmm. But, but, I don't know what your perspective is on that. You know I mean? What's, what's your idea with the, uh, we don't want to sound like anyone else, but at the same time, we want to sort of, sort of show our influences, just not too clearly, you know, is, do you have a take on that idea as far as trying to approach it from a different angle? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we were, we've all been in different bands. I was in a band called Constance with Duncan, uh, Joel and Mike were in a band called Junius. Justin played drums for them. Wow. Um, Justin's and Caspian. So, you know, yeah. we've done our work with these like sort of longer form post rock, post metal songs. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think each of us have a different perspective, but for me, it's really like, can I simplify instead of writing a 10 minute song that has, you know, odd meters and sevens and, you know, subdividing fives and stuff. It's like, can I pack that same content, emotional feeling into something that's closer to four minutes? And right. like that for me, that for me is the biggest challenge. I think it's a, it, the other guys are, have different challenges in the band, but that for me has been the biggest challenge is like getting those big impactful moments, but getting them, getting to them sooner. Right. Right. Well, but you guys have done something, you know, we'll get to animals here in just a second. I definitely want to talk about that piece, <clears throat> but I used to say my favorite song of all time was woman in chains by tears for fears. Yeah. I, love that song because what it does is it puts you here in it and it's a pedal tone the entire song i mean for four and a half minutes it holds you in tension and then finally when they literally say so free her the album right it drops in and completely satisfies you in that moment you just finally go like oh thank god it finally gives you a break yeah. <clears throat> And and I love that idea of constant tension. And that has to be really difficult when you're talking about a four-minute song. How do you create tension melody-wise as a vocalist and keep the audience enwrapped, right? Mm -hmm. Without without um being boring or repetitive. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's an easy answer to that. It's a lot of a lot of late nights in front of Pro Tools editing, <laughs> trying, like trying to figure out how you know, yeah, like you said, how, how it, how it's, how to keep it not repetitive, how to keep it interesting, how to build tension. Those are all, you know, I would have a hard time trying to explain how I do it. Yeah, but I'm glad, I'm glad that it comes across as something that I am trying to do because that's for sure something I'm conscious of. Yeah. Well, you know, the in the artist community, the word truth gets overused. People say like, you know, they get all new agey and they start saying like, I just want my truth out there. Right. But what I love about your material, the stuff I've heard this, well, this, this latest album mm -hmm. is it, it feels so honest, right? It feels like you intend every one of those words to be received by the listener. They're not just ideas. They're not just things you think are cool. You're actually looking to share that with an audience. And I think that's an incredible thing. That's pretty freaking rare. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it was, um, yeah, again, talking about just like musical past, like I, I spent a lot of years trying to write high concept stuff that was, <laughs> you know, the sort of stuff you'd read and be like, hmm, I wonder what he's, what he means. There. <laughs> and, like uh, Neil Peart. That's, yeah, huge influence of mine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it got to a point where it's like, you know, 
I can't do that anymore. I'd got to like, yeah, I don't want to truth isn't necessarily the right word, but you know, I, I want to do something that's a little more, um, honest and immediate and something you can sort of just be like, yeah, I get what that guy's saying. Like we're, we're all kind of in this together in life. And like, why am I pretending that we're on Mars, you know, whatever, something that nobody gives a shit about. Right. I'd rather, I'd rather sit down at the end of the day with a pad of paper, write out how I'm feeling and try to make that work into the song. You know what I mean? Or like whatever we're talking about as a band or, or if somebody has an idea, marinate on that for a little bit and spit it out onto a page and see, see if it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too, because it's, it's really your purpose will, right? It's this idea of this has been born into you and this strength and this skill set and this power. And if you remove this idea of going to Mars, like you said, because none of us can relate, right? We can, we can dream an idea. We can say we saw it in a movie and then we start envisioning what Mars must look like, but we can't relate. And yet we can completely relate to real human emotion and so it doesn't matter if we see this sort of sci-fi music video right like in animals where it feels very um uh what's the word i'm sorry all of a sudden i've kind of lost it here but surreal right there's that surrealism to it and yet i can completely understand the emotional point of view of that piece because there's something about it that's bittersweet and yet leaning towards hopeful yes absolutely yeah yeah okay so the new album the shape of everything comes out in a few days i think on the 21st is that correct sounds right friday coming coming out sometime this week that's what i know (laughs) on on friday okay so what does the album title signify and you know is it a thematic continuation of what you've done previously or is this an all new thing so sort of the framing I had from pretty early on is like, if the first album is about sort of hitting bottom emotionally, mm-hmm. um, the next record needs to be about how you lift yourself up more and sort of trying to reframe reality in a way that's a little more positive. Um, mm-hmm. In my own personal life, as I said, I had a daughter, she's three now. So it was like a, a lot of grappling with like, I can't just be like a sad schmuck. I got to like, you know, pa- paint, paint a better picture of the world and frame things more positively. Mm. for myself but also for her um so a lot of the record is sort of like figuring that out and grappling with those ideas um the title actually came to me in reading a dr seuss book called the uh i'll google it i'll get back to that (laughs) Uh, the line is the shape the shape of you the shape of me the shape of everything i see Mm. and i don't know it just stuck with me as like it's this little rhyme cute thing but it just feels like it's so I don't know. It's a, it's a big thought. It's a small thought. It's sort of everything wrapped into one. You can sort of go where you want with that. Yeah. I don't know. It just stuck in my head and, and there seemed to be like a big image that could go along with that. Yeah. Well, it's the human experience though. We're, we're seeking at all times, right? Whether it's God, our place in the world, like, right. Our purpose, what are we made for? Or just getting through a moment of being down or literal depression. Right. Um, So, I mean, I completely understand. I I, I think that's probably what attracts me so much is I feel, and I, and again, I don't want to um, 
sort of enforce myself into your own personal world, but I feel connected to you, Will, because of the that approach, um, the the open hearted approach to this is my experience, and I'm hoping you'll share it with me because we can walk out of it together. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm really honestly very very happy to hear that because uh, that's that's that was the goal. That is the goal is to try to connect with people in a real way through music and like. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's working is like, it's beautiful. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to talk about animals now that we're on the album. (laughs) The shape shape of me and other stuff is the Dr. Seuss. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for helping our listeners out on that one. You'll have to go out and check it out, guys. (laughs) There's probably 50 words in the whole book, but they're all important (laughs) words. (laughs) Um, Animals. Yes. You know, one of the singles off the album. Um, Okay. So I'm going to embarrass you now. No, go for it. It's the best single I've heard in years, maybe decades. It's the best song I've heard in so long. I can't stand it. And it's literally, I wake up with it. I fall asleep with it. I think about what does it mean melodically? What does it mean spiritually? It's it's a truly, um, here we go, epic wonder. It's a wonder of sound and feeling and poignancy. And I'm curious because it's so impactful to me and so powerful. And, and everybody I've played it for is just says, I can't actually believe that this thing exists. Oh. What were you thinking when you first heard the music? Because from what I've read, Joel yep. sort of showed up at three in the morning or four in the morning or emailed it to you or something and said, yep. dude, you, I, I have this thing and it came together. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, I woke up to an email from Joel. And he's like, Hey, stayed up late working on this. Check it out. And I was just, Holy shit, this is good. Like from the first note all the way to the outro is like, you know, I mean, it it evolved and and the other guys added a lot to it to give it more Mm -hmm. weight and a little bit more movement and dimension. But Mm -hmm. the, the initial idea and all the, those main uh, instrumental melodies, that was all Joel credit for it. And he, one night it just came out of him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I heard it and it was like, Holy shit, this is a great song. I got to, I got to come up with something great vocally for it. And uh, yeah, I just, I was out running errands. I kind of had the vocal in my head. I was using voice memos to record stuff. Got home around probably 12 or one, uh, came out to the studio and just like did it. So wow. yeah, 12 hours done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, always, so a lot. I'm sorry. Those are the best songs. The ones that just happen, you know what I mean? Yes. The ones you fight with for, a year that it's like, ah, oh, I never quite got it right. But animals, that was, yeah, immediately. It was like, this is, this is something special for us. Yeah. Glad yeah. Working for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's your stairway to heaven. It's your, <laughs> it's your carry on wayward son. I mean, seriously, it, the, those beautiful things that happen, you know, you mentioned lightning in a bottle. They, yeah. these, these are things that they don't make any sense why they exist. They don't make any sense why they come to us, but they are absolutely downloaded to us into our spirit. Uh, I mean, they're just flat out, you know, God's like, here you go. I'm giving you this because only you can handle it. Right. That's what it feels like to me. Um, I mean, I word- wonder- go ahead. Oh, I'm just wondering how often that happens to you guys, <laughs> because I, I don't see how it's possible that something so beautiful can only happen once. Right. Yeah, it's tricky, man. I mean, the, the word we since the five of us started working together and, mm-hmm. and writing together and touring together and playing together, the word that we keep using is alchemy. 
it mm. feels like a like the relationship there's some alchemy to it where I, whatever combination of what's going on in our heads like it, it works for us and we're all really stoked on it in a way that you know it, it does it feel special when we do it so i mean it doesn't happen often but i you know i feel like there's some moments on this record that, that feel transcendent of what we've done in the past and i'm super proud of it so as i said earlier i'm still sort of in it and processing it but you know it does feel special to me as it happens yeah. i don't know which ones will connect or feel that way to other people mm -hmm. which songs but uh certainly when i'm when we're writing together and i hear somebody send me a guitar part i'm like that's yeah that's perfect yeah 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 i it's interesting you use the word transcendent too because um one of the first things i thought of and i hope this is okay but i thought of devin townsend when yeah. I heard your material. In fact, I thought of the last album that he did with the DTP before he went off and started getting a little zanier, right? Yeah. Which was Transcendence. Um, mm -hmm. But but what I love about what you guys have done, obviously, and I don't want to say you've, you know, you took his ideas and you're making it your own. That's not it. You're, you guys are you, <laughs> flat out, you're you. But it caught me in that it has that same emotional complexity and that same melodic density. You know what wow. I mean? It's the same kind of vibe. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are at a genius level, whether you like it or not. I, I'm going to brag. I know a lot about music. <laughs> I listen to a lot of different things. I'm an excellent musician myself. And, and the reason I'm saying these things is because I need you to understand I'm blowing this up because it is, there's just something so radical about it. And, and I, I mean, I, like, I can't even, I have to like go inside my head to have this conversation with you because it's, it's such a complex thing. There's so much rhythmic intention, but what I love about what you're doing compared to say the DTP stuff is it's actually more palatable because it's not like you're trying to go off on these progressive mind altering experiences. You're right. keeping it simple in that density, if that makes sense. I, I mean, that's the thing it's sort of funny. We sort of laughed about it as the record was finishing up. It's like, wow, we set out to make like a really streamlined record and it's still pretty, con you know, there's still a lot going on. Like this is Here's our best, this is our best effort at pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, it's immense. I mean, it's immense. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, it's funny to us that it's like, this is as simple as we can get <laughs> Yeah, and it's still a lot going on. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like we, you know, we tried to avoid, like there are a couple moments where we sort of like started veering into more progressive or trying things a little bit different like that. And it's like, no, let's just keep it simple because if people want to hear our version of that stuff, we already have a back catalog of records like that. Let's try to keep things as streamlined as possible this time. And I yeah. think you know, moving forward, we might stretch out more here and there, but like for the sake of this record, we really wanted to prove to ourselves that we could do a 35 minute record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you punch them while they're down and get out of the room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because the moment does the same thing, right? I mean, it, I find animals just, just because I can't help it, right? It, it, just, it just punched me straight in the face and it, it laid me out. But cool. moment is another one of those pieces that, that uh, you know, when you get to that chorus, you know, it's just so, it's such a, Ah, it's, I mean, I, I actually don't have the words for it, but it's, it's, it, it just proved to me that this wasn't an accident, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that Psalm 
is a force that you guys are to be reckoned with that there's a that there's a future for you and that and that it's only going to get bigger and better because you've 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 refined it right you've it's been quickened into into this steel sword of of music i i i'm trying to come up with words i mean i'm not a wordsmith here but but you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) blowing smoke up your tailpipe all day (laughs) but it's but it's just it's it 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 really is it's alchemy like you said it's magic it it doesn't make sense that it should exist it it doesn't make sense that it should have come together so simply yeah i agree right that's it's confusing to me sometimes too um, I don't want to take this down a religious thing, um, but I like sort of I, I like the idea of, of talking about spirit and and how these things happen. You know okay. what I mean? Um, and I like to layer that in with with, um, you know, how we're influenced as youth. So before I let you go today, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious when you were growing up, you know, what were the influences at home? What were the influences your family? Were there spiritual influences? Were there church influences? Um, and then, and then, how did that all come together with the music that you were listening to? You know, what were the touchstones for Will? Sure. Um, yeah, I was raised religious. I went to. I was raised mostly Catholic. Catholic as I was a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic high school as well, um, mm-hmm. and then sort of kind of ran away from it. I wasn't wasn't into it mm-hmm. um, musically i think i you know i started off with stuff i think the first thing that really kind of knocked me over the head was michael jackson when i was young yeah that was a big one like my dad was into like beach boys kind of stuff so i think that like those kind of melodies kind of haunted me a little bit like the brian wilson stuff i still i think back on that i'm like there's something to that like his influence is very much in me um mm-hmm. and then from there got into like metal um, Metallica, Megadeth stuff, sort of that, you know, as you get a little bit older, the alt rock thing, grunge, all that really had a pretty big impact on me. Um, what else? I, I, I mean, I was, by the time I got to college, I just sort of listened to everything. Like I, I can, most genres, I have artists that I, that I spend a lot of time with. I think the, another big sort of touchstone as I was in my twenties was like, um, new wave. Like, as you said, tears for fears, I was just listening to them the other night. I love them. Depeche Mode is a big one. Mm, me too. Honestly, Phil Collins and Genesis, Peter Gabriel, that whole like, oh. this is sort of a different thing, but like that, that honestly, that's probably my favorite music. Honestly. Um, We're going to be best friends, Will. <laughs> I love it. Dude. You're literally naming everything that hit me. Peter Gabriel, oh, okay. especially, especially early Peter Gabriel, 77 to 83. I mean, yeah, don't, great. don't get me wrong. So is a fine album. Oh, yeah. Love that but, one too. But security and Peter Gabriel three, yeah, those are mind blowing records that sh- they shouldn't exist either. There's something so, I mean, there's no way to actually classify those records because yeah. they're so out there, yep. right? Revolutionary, yes. you know. Yeah, actually, my my electronic project is called Living Phantoms, and we did a cover of Salisbury Hill a few years ago. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. It's, it's like, it is. how can something in seven be so catchy and neat? <laughs> it and like, I just I listen to it. And I'm like, I know this is in seven. Yeah, but like you know, we're talking about the four on the floor. Like, it, it yep, pulses like yep. that seven and the way he's his cadence and and he's working the lyrics and he's moving around in such a weird way that it just keeps like the 
the syncopation going. I don't know how it works so well, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's another, it's one of those moments where you're just like, how does, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. When here, uh, here comes the flood is my favorite Peter Gabriel song mm -hmm. of all time. Yeah. And, and I love it. I mean, I, if I want to, if I want to cry, I just go listen to here comes the flood. It, there's just, it, I, and it's not a sad song. No. And, and yet it's just, it just takes, it drops me off the emotional cliff, right? It pours me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's one of the best at doing that where it sounds really happy. not the right word. Cause it has like a melancholy to it, but like he can make something sound uplifting and positive. And then you read the lyrics. You're like, I think this yeah. is pretty dark. Yeah. 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 But I think that's what, again, that's what draws me to you in Psalm is there's this, there's these gorgeous melodies and they, and they, and they move in and out of a dissonant space, right? Yep. They take you in there. It's really a journey. And I mean, again, if you're listening, maybe even going back to the Rush thing, if you think about Rush, right? It was three musicians who were basically, in a sense, soloing constantly <laughs> the entire time. And, and yet they somehow made it work. Yeah. And Psalm does the same thing on a, on a different plane, right? It's that dense, uh, dissonant, melodic, uh, 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 sweeping, soaring, soundscape but there's so much going on yeah. it's not just a chord it's not just a seventh it's not just a ninth it's not just a 13th there's there's all these little things going on and then there's these ethereal harmonies over the top of it that actually shouldn't fit <laughs> it, it's the dna thing right you found a way to sneak lovely into everything and so i mean for me it's just I want to give you the biggest clap and the biggest kudo because it's next level. You deserve every inch of anywhere this goes. And so I know I'm not letting you talk much. I'm just heaping praise on you. Um, hey, it's but it, I need this sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I may, if I may, um, well, just on, on, the, on the melodic density thing, I think that that's a lot of, of, uh, so, you know, something we talked about consciously is like Duncan, the drummer, Justin, bass player, me as rhythm guitar player of us really stepping back yeah. and just trying to make the, the most, um, the simplest version of the parts yeah. and then giving Mike and Joel lots of melodic space to run with. And so a lot of those chord voicings, inversions and stuff, that's all Mike and Joel just like really getting creative over, you know, if you, if you heard all that stripped off, it's pretty simple. Yeah. But when, the, yeah. when the, once those guys add their layers, that's when, that's where you're getting all that, like, ethereal density and musicianship which is I, I i think it's a big part of why the record works i think yeah well i wanted to ask you one final thing sure. um and this is a kind of an odd way to end but um i'm i suffer from mental illness um i don't want to talk i don't want to infer this to you that's not what i'm where i'm going with this um but as a musician, I found that when I was younger, I had expectations that I was going to be famous, right? I mean, all the, the thing, I think most musicians go through this, right? The whole sure. someday, you know, God gave, downloaded me, I'm the best drummer in the world, and someday I'm going to be rich and famous, and that's because that's what God wanted, right? That kind sure. of idea. Yeah. Um, as a musician, and as somebody who grew up, you know, on the fringes of the church, and as somebody who's where you sit now and you have you have this daughter and you have and you know you have to sort of be available 
as a human being to her and as a, and as a teacher and as a leader in the family, all while you're being a musician, what's your hope? What's your hope for you? What's your hope for the band? Do you have an expectation? Do you have a hope? Do you hope it becomes big or are you just satisfied with, I've created this and that's good enough because I've left my mark? That's a good question. Um, it's interesting, man. It changes on a day-to-day -day basis, I think. Um, of course, I would love to be to continue to grow and be a more successful version of myself and what I've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, like, as you said, I learned years ago that, you know, we're not Coldplay. It's not that, you know, I'm not <laughs> playing as anytime soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I always had a pretty realistic expectation of what would happen. Like I always wanted to just play large clubs and be able to support myself. And that's sort of still where I'm at. Um, the balance, the life to, to music ratio is always tricky. You know, like we had, we're doing that catatonia tour which is going to be six weeks that's tricky to navigate yeah but that being said i can't wait to do it because that's what i love doing so i mean i think we're all optimistic it seems like the band like people are taking interest in us which is a great feeling yeah and i yeah. think that we're just going to continue to find the balance and you know like we're already talking about the next record and how we're going to do that and so it's i think it just has to continue to grow in a natural and organic way and I think that as soon as you start putting expectations on a thing, that's when the problems start happening. Yeah. Um, so we're all pretty, we've done, we've all been doing this long enough to be pretty realistic about what comes next. That being said, we're optimistic. If that's, yeah. a, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I applaud you. I, I love that you've created something, you put it out in the wild and you let it be and what comes from it comes from it. And I, and so, yeah. You know, if I could just offer any one last thing, it's not advice. It's just that my honest hope is that uh, not only can I experience, you know, the band live someday, I, that may or may not happen. I understand. Where, where do you live? I live near Seattle. Okay, cool. Um, but I just, I, I just hope that there's a way in this new world, right, that we can continue forward and that, and that you can continue to create lovely things and that people will bite down on it because it's, you know, I know I've said a lot, but it really is extraordinary. And in fact, a, a friend of mine in Denmark, uh, who, who I adore his band is called Feather Mountain. I highly encourage any listeners to check that band out. Um, Feather Mountain. It, Feather Mountain, they are incredible, and they write from the heart too. They write from the hip and the heart, um, and they have a new album coming out this year. Um, they love you. I mean, <laughs> they they are crazy about you. So when the when the tour got switched around a bit, you know, because of the COVID thing, yep. um, they were kind of heartbroken. But I'm hoping you're still going to get to Copenhagen, um, you know, on this tour someday. <laughs> So, um, so thank you so much for being here today, Will. Thank you for letting me talk so much and praise you so much. And I hope it didn't make you uncomfortable. Oh, oh I, honestly, Rob, it was great talking to you, man. It was good to meet you. And I appreciate, like you're saying, you hope people can hear us. The fact that you're doing this and putting time in to help promote us is like, it's huge, man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you're fantastic. And I hope we can stay in touch. Thank yeah. you, brother. Take care, man.